back with episode 10. We finally hit the double digit mark. And along with my co-host, Eric, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. It's good to be back. How are you? Fantastic. And our ninth guest, this is crazy, almost double digits. Anthony, how you doing, sir? What's going on, guys? Glad to uh, be here with you. Glad to be speaking baseball, finally. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So before we get started on America's beautiful sport, um, Ant, you are a Heat fan, and here at the Sports Fellas, we're determined by not being biased at all. So since Jimmy Butler came back, um, the Heat have the number one ranked defense, and they're fifteen and five, which is the most wins by a team tied with the Suns. What have you seen from Jimmy Butler in the Heat since he's been back? I think Jimmy just brings the uh, the culture. He kind of just is that guy that does things on and off the, the court for the, the team in general. Uh, I think he's making a, a, an under undercover like MVP uh, talk consideration right now. I mean, he's, he's definitely in consideration in my opinion. Eric, um, Jimmy Baller went to high school like 15, 20 minutes away from you. What can yeah. you say about what he's done for the heat so far since he's been back from COVID? I think it's a pretty easy to see his impact. I agree. I, I think the one thing stopping him from being an MVP race is just the games he did miss. And I know it's unfair to look at it, but people are just going to look at it and say, oh, they're barely above 500. Well, that's because they did so bad when he wasn't there. But people are still decide to look at overall record instead of like when he was playing and stuff like that. So I feel like people will try and hold that against him and then the game's missed. But He's been playing and as impactful as anyone else in the league, I feel like, the last couple of weeks. And since he's came back, y'all instantly just shot up the standings. Y'all were sitting at, what, like 12th seed, 10th 13. seed at one point? We were, two games, we were two games behind the, the lowest seed. That's how bad it was. Yeah, and y'all instantly have just shot up once he came back. And once the team got healthy as a whole, that's why it was funny seeing everybody talk about, oh, well, they're frauds. The whole finals run was a fraud. It was just because of the bubble while they were ignoring that everyone was out, Jimmy Butler wasn't even playing. And now since y'all are healthy again, they see what's happening and they see how good y'all been playing. Y'all been playing as good as anyone in the league. And I wouldn't be surprised to see another deep playoff run from them if they stayed healthy. Um, do you think Spo is the best coach in the NBA? Yes, I do. Yeah. I think, I, I think right now this year, I had to give coach of the year to Quinn Snyder, but I think overall, I think Spolster is probably the best. Yeah, um, since Jimmy's been back, like, it's just crazy because the impact that he has on both sides of the floor, like, it's just it's just great to see two-way players in the NBA right now because, like, for example, like, Damian Lillard, he's one of the best offensive players in the NBA in my humble and non-biased opinion, but defensively, he's a liability, and I could say that, and I have no shame in, in admitting that. Then you have guys like James Harden who impact both sides of the floor, and people are still stuck in 2015 where they think that he doesn't play defense, but, like, when you get inside the post, you don't want to see James Harden in the post. And offensively, he's dropping like 15 dimes a night. Um, and do you think we can say that James Harden is an MVP candidate considering that KD has been out for two months or he shouldn't because he's on a super team? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely tough in my opinion, um, being the fact that he's on a team with two other all-stars, superstars. Um, I mean, we just saw what he did the other day. Was it last night? Put up the 40-point triple-double. Yep. Um, I mean, there's no denying that he's one of the best players in the league. Um, but I think being on that team with two other guys around him that are at his level, it's it's tough in my eyes to to say he's the MVP. Um, Eric, do you think James Harden is an MVP candidate? I think you could say he's a candidate, mainly like – I agree that like playing next to KD and Kyrie, but I think the one thing that's helping his case, if you think he has one, is just that KD's been hurt and Kyrie's kind of been in and out. But overall, he's not my MVP as of right now. I think you could consider him a candidate, but I would have a couple guys over him as of right now. But maybe if he keeps this up the rest of the season and if his like KD and Kyrie keep missing games and he just keeps getting them wins and he gets them to the first seed, He'll have a case then, but as of right now, I don't think he is an MVP, but I, I do think he's a candidate. Yeah, Um. so, you know, a lot of people love to talk about voter fatigue, but if we really want to talk, like, basketball, I feel like Giannis should be in the conversation. 
Um, given what he's yeah. doing, like he's averaging like 30 and 15. The Bucks are winning games. Like he's just ridiculous. He's finally like hitting more free throws. Um, is voter fatigue a real thing? Do you guys think that Giannis has a shot to win his third MVP or like is the media going to wear him out because of the bubble last year? I think he has a chance. He, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do think voter fatigue is, is coming into play here because, mm-hmm. I mean, you haven't really heard as much about Giannis as you have the past two years, which is insane, being the fact that they're still one of the top teams in the league and he's putting up 29 20 30 points a game like it's mm-hmm. nothing and double doubles every game so i definitely do think voter fatigue is coming into play here yeah i think it's just like we're going back to i think at the beginning of the season it started off as Embiid versus lebron and then Jokic was kind of there so people are just trying to stick to that and that's why they haven't really talked about Giannis. and then harden sneaking in meanwhile Giannis, he's still putting up these insane numbers bucks are still high up in the standings they're rising they're getting better and better and people just still aren't talking about them. So I definitely do think voter fatigue is a thing, but I do think it's still possible for him to win because if he puts up, what, 30, 12, and 6, and they're the first seed, it's going to be pretty hard. And Embiid keeps missing games, and the Lakers are, like, the third seed. I think it's going to be pretty hard to deny that he has a solid case for MVP at that point. So the the Lakers, since AD got hurt, they're 6-6, six and six, and they only have one team – they only have one win against a team over 500. Now, obviously, you can't control who you play, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like Embiid has been better than um, LeBron as far, but obviously, we know that there's a lot of politics when it comes to the MVP. They're going to look at yeah. games played. They're going to look at availability. Like, there's no hint. Um, there's no denying that. What Jokic had a slow start. The Nuggets had a slow start in general, but now they're, like, trending upwards. I think they're, like, two games behind the two seed. So, Jokic could very well be in that conversation. But then again, is the NBA going to give a big man the MVP? The last time we did see that was in 05 when Tim Duncan won it. No, wait, sorry. It's, 05 was Nash. 04, um, Kevin Garnett won it. So yeah. I don't know if we're going to witness that this year. I don't think him being a big man would stop them from voting for him. I, I don't know if that would play a part. I think, I think there's certain people that the media does just want to vote for. And I think LeBron is one of those guys. I mean, we've seen – wasn't it Ramona Shelburne literally said I'm a narrative based voter and she was saying she was voting for LeBron like you literally admit that do you not see the problem with that but I think there's a lot of people like that a lot of voters in general I just don't understand their logic with a lot of it like I remember back in 2017 whenever Harden and Westbrook were going at it I think it was who was it Chris Broussard I think said oh yeah he literally said if he averages 9.9 rebounds he probably won't get my vote. But if he averages 10 rebounds, he'll get my vote. One rebound across an 82-game season well, point could be one, the difference. Point one. Between, point one. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> one rebound could change it from 9.9 to 10.0. And you're saying that one rebound could change your vote for MVP? That's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, I don't understand the logic between a lot of these voters. And I. that's why I feel like I don't know what to expect. Even if Giannis makes a solid case, it'll be hard – like. I don't know what the voters are looking for this year. I don't know what narrative they're going to try and stick to. I don't know what they're going for. <laughs> it just feels like, I don't know. It, it, it feels like LeBron is going to be up there at the top. Harden's going to be up there at the top. Giannis, I don't, Embiid, if he keeps missing games, it's going to be hard for him to stay up there. But he's clearly been an MVP candidate when he has played. So, I mean, we saw I, the we saw the Sixers last night blow like a, like a 14, 15 point mm-hmm. lead. Yeah, they played great defense, but they were not good on offense, and it it was a bad blown lead. They should have had that game. Yeah. Um. Before we move on, Ant, I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Where do the Heat finish? Ooh. <laughs> oh man. Right. <laughs> we like to be objective um, here, bro. Talk to me. You know, I, I was looking at the standings last night, and um, right now the Heat are in fourth place, and I'm looking at the three teams ahead of them and I don't see them catching up to be completely honest. Um, But I do think that they're good enough to stay in that fourth seed. And um, as of right now, that would have them playing the Sixers uh, Mm -hmm. at some point down the road in the playoffs. And and I I feel good about that. So I like the fourth seed. So I'll I'll keep it there. Yeah. But if the season ended, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. If the season no, no, ended today, bro, it'd be ideal because we would play the Hornets in the first round. 
we would play the Sixers next, and then we would play the Bucks in the conference. I mean, the the Nets in the conference mm-hmm. final. <laughs> I think the problem yeah. with that though is if y'all do stay fourth seed, which I mean, there's already like a four game gap. Y'all are probably going to end up playing the Nets in the second round because they're probably going to get the first yeah, come seed. Come on. Listen, man. I know the Rockets are yeah. like an 18-game losing streak, but you don't have to Why play. are you coming at me? I'm just trying to talk objectively here. What well, is going on? But you want I us think... to play the Nets. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. No, I don't want y'all to. I was just saying, but if we're going there, don't worry, because in five years, we're going to have Cade Cunningham, we're going to have Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr., and we're going to run the league. So, you know, I, just wait. Just wait. We're good. And we got this. Yeah, um, I think that uh, Spolstra needs to find a way to do whatever he's got to do record-wise to find a seating that avoids the Nets for as long as possible. 100. If he can catch up to the Bucks in third seed, that'd be huge. Or maybe if the Sixers keep falling because of uh, Embiid missing games. But I don't know. It's just it sucks that COVID kind of got them at the beginning of the season because that took a huge toll on them. The it's just season. crazy how, like, like, me and Ant, we talk about this daily, like, it's just crazy how Spo keeps on finding ways to win games. Like every time he digs deep every single time. Like even if even if the playoffs, if you think the playoffs were a like fraud, whatever you want to call it, we were down by like 15 points to the Bucks. We were down by 17 points to the Celtics multiple times. I and mean, he still like mm-hmm. dug deep and found a way to make adjustments and outcoach Brad Stevens, outcoach Mike Woolenhoser to get those wins. He's so we were a 500 team with all those injuries with COVID hitting the team. So like now that we're healthy, yeah. we have one of the easiest schedules. Um, and lastly, so Anthony Davis is supposed to be out another two weeks. Um, if he comes back healthy, do you see the Lakers um, winning the Western conference again? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, I do. I, I think that, you know, him and LeBron together, it's, it's deadly. I don't, I don't think that uh, there's anyone that's stopping them if AD comes back and he's, he's like playing the way he was last year. Um, I know he didn't start out maybe this year as good as people expected, but at the same time, I mean, he still was putting up good numbers. Um, I just think he needs to get healthy and things will fall into place for them. Yeah, God, God willing, they're healthy. I mean, like it's you know there's a there's a phrase in football eric and i were talking about this a couple episodes ago that you don't bet against tom brady but like right now you just see like like the lakers aren't clicking but they're still finding ways to win games and whether lebron has to drop a triple double or not like it's hard to bet against lebron and ad because of what they did in the bubble and ad's shooting was a fluke i mean we all know that but (laughs) oh my goodness Am am i wrong Listen, no, man. but this is how you get everyone pissed off. But bro, he was shooting like Kevin Durant, dude. Like when you look at <laughs> when you look at the 2017 Warriors and you look at Kevin Durant's mid-range, it was like AD had better splits than that. Look, I'm not disagreeing with you, but we've you've talked about this on Twitter before and you saw how it turned out. People were pissed. Listen, you can't you can't please everybody. What am I gonna so <laughs> Eric, you see any other Western Conference team making a run at the Lakers if Anthony Davis and God willing, he is 100% healthy. Uh, no, I, I'd probably pick the Lakers. I think LeBron and AD is just, I think them together is just too good. And I, like you were saying, don't bet against Tom Brady. I'm not going to bet against LeBron in the playoffs. I think I don't, I think the only teams in the West that would really like rival them, maybe the Jazz, we kind of need to see them in the playoffs to see how they are. Uh, Clippers, I could see that. But they just haven't been connecting lately. Even I think it was said like Kawhi was talking about how they're inconsistent and everything. And then the Suns, they look pretty good, but I'm not sure they have enough like firepower to keep up with the Lakers. So I'd probably lean Lakers. But yeah, they've solid defenders. But at what point does that not matter when it comes to LeBron? Like yeah, like (laughs) DeAndre Ayton is getting benched in fourth quarters for like Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, I, I I'd pick Le, I'd pick the Lakers. I know it. I I'm not saying this is gonna happen, but it feels like all the arrows and everything is just pointing towards the Lakers Nets finals. Like that's what's meant to happen. It kind of feels like Lakers Heat. I agree. I agree oh my good lord. <laughs> we'll see. I wouldn't mind it. I, I mean, I I like the finals last year, and I wouldn't mind seeing Butler back there. So I'd be with it. But y'all got to trade for Oladipo yeah. first. Yeah. Um, moving Robinson. on to our second. And last and most important topic, Eric, obviously you live in Texas, so you have no say here. 
Um, okay. And the weather is getting beautiful. The sun is coming out. What does that mean? It means it's baseball time. Finally. Yes, so, and for About you, time. what was the most surprising thing about the 2020 season, apart from the COVID protocols and the way they handled um, the COVID stuff? Like, when did you sit down and be like, holy shit, that really happened? Like, what was that holy shit moment for you in baseball last year? The Dodgers finally found a way to win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good one. Sadly. Sadly, why sadly? Man, the Dodgers, I don't like them. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't like Bellinger. He, he's solid, man. He's great. I talk, uh, mm, Me and Ant talked about this, but Cody was going to be great, man. I'm happy for it. He finally got a ring. He should have won it in 2017. I mean, I hey, no. Wait, wait, hold on. What is that? What is that? I wonder, I mean, I wonder what it transcurred in 2017. Look, I ain't going to get into this with y'all. Um, Eric, Mistakes what was made. your favorite moment of the 2020 season? Man. I don't know. I think it was fun just, like, watching Toddy's – or who was it that we had on recently we were talking about watching Fernando Toddy's and, like, just how he was kind of – who was it we had on? Oh, I can't remember. It's not clicking. I know. I can't remember either. But it was literally last episode or two episodes ago, wasn't it? Yeah, we had Keegs and then we had someone else. And it's not and good. we were talking about him and how he's just like, he makes baseball oh, more fun. John, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Johnny. Yeah, and how he just like makes baseball more fun. And because we were talking about like Trout, he's, Trout is obviously, we know how great Trout is, but he's not a player that's going to get like a non-baseball fan into baseball. If like, if you're into baseball, you're going to appreciate how good he is and everything, but you're not going to become a baseball fan because of Mike Trout. Fernando Tatis could be that player for a lot of people. He could get a lot of people to decide to start watching. And I think that was one fun thing to watch, like his emergence and show how great he was. I mean, he got fourth in MVP. So he already showed how great it could be. He got, obviously he got that big deal. He was deserving of it. So I'm excited to see where he goes from there. But that was probably my favorite part of last year, considering and the Astros didn't we do well. We talked about season. this. Um, yeah, that was a crazy game seven, though. Um, yeah, that was wild. We talked about this a few episodes ago. We were we were talking about how Tatis Jr. could be the face of baseball. Do you agree with that statement or no? I 100% agree with that. Um as great as Mike Trout is, and the, I mean, he's the best player in baseball. There's no denying that. Mm -hmm. He's maybe the one of the best players of all time. You could argue he is the best player, but he just doesn't bring that swagger. No, I think that Tatis brings. Um, like the Barry like Bonds, Eric was Sammy saying, Sosa, that type of stuff. Yeah, like you want to watch Tatis play. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you want to watch Mike Trout too, but the fact of the team not having much success since he's been there, not much hype around them besides Trout. Um, I think everything's going in the right direction for Tatis as an individual and team-wise that I think that uh, he's definitely the face of baseball right now. Yeah, and I'm excited to see where he goes from here. Like, I, I, I feel like he has a really high ceiling, and he'll just keep bringing in a bigger audience. And that's what – like, I feel like that's the problem – and we need more people like this. We were talking about this on the last episode or the episode before about how I feel like the problem is people don't like we're, a lot of people are upset that baseball feels like it's a dying sport. But then we have people talking about, oh, the unwritten rules. We need to do this. We need to, Like, that's not how you're going to get people in the stands. You need people that are exciting and do crazy stuff. And you don't want someone who hits a. 450 home run dead center and then sets their bat down and jogs to no you you want you want crazy stuff that's why when jose bautista like threw, did the crazy bat flip against the rangers that was a huge moment it was a crazy fun moment we need more stuff like that like we need exciting moments and i'm sick of unwritten rules so hashtag yeah. make baseball fun again honestly man for sure ridiculous. yeah um so and i'm gonna give you some stats ready the Dodgers were number one in ERA, number one in fielding independent pitching, number three in win above replacements, number one in home runs allowed, and number one in walks given up. So the Padres had a very solid offseason. They got Yu Darvish. They got Blake Snell, who was, um, who was an AL Cy Young a couple years ago. Do you think the Padres can take down the Dodgers, or do the Dodgers win this division? I definitely think the Padres can take down the Dodgers. Um, I 
if you ask me what's the most important part of baseball, it's pitching. And I think that as great as of a lineup both teams have, it's a dogfight when it comes down to the pitching. Um, I think that the Padres made some very sneaky moves this year on top of those guys you named. I mean, they brought in uh, Keon Kella and Mark Melanson in the bullpen. I think those are very huge additions for them, underrated additions. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if the Padres did it. I think I'd still lean Dodgers, yeah. but I could definitely see the Padres taking them down. Eric, who do you have winning the NL West? I think, I think I'd have the Dodgers winning it just because I think they'd be more consistent throughout the whole season. But I think, like, if it come, came down to, like, a playoff series or something, I could see the Padres giving them a run for their money. But I think in terms of just winning the division across the regular season, I'd, I'd lean Dodgers. All right, so we're all in agreement on the Dodgers? Yeah. Yeah, and he, he brought out a good point there that, you know, regular season, I, I give the notch to the Dodgers being the depth that they have. I mean, we're going back to 162 games. So Thank God. A lot, Thank God, A lot yeah. of durability. Thank <laughs> God. So I'm, I'm just happy. Guys. Back. Um, but I do definitely think if it came down to the playoffs in a seven-game series, the Padres – have just as good of a chance as the Dodgers. It'd be that'd be it's such awesome. a great series. Yeah. Moving on to the NL Central, and the Cardinals acquired one of your favorite players this offseason <laughs> in Nolan Arenado. Um, do you think they can take the division? I do. I think that out of all the divisions in baseball, this is one of the hardest ones to decide on. Besides, who the I Pirates. think is going to win it. No offense to yeah, Pirates. Besides fans. the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But um, I definitely think that it's a three, maybe four-team race in the NL Central. But I'm going to give the Cardinals the nod there because it's just something about them, the organization. They find a way to win. And Nolan Arenado is a huge addition. Um, the Brewers have one of the best bullpens in baseball. I was looking at stats the other day. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, through the construction of a great pitching and bullpen – the Brewers can like give a, the Cardinals a run for their money. I mean, they also have like an MVP candidate in Christian Yelich, which, by the way, fuck Christian Yelich, but we got to be objective <laughs> in this episode. So, wow. How are you feeling about the Brewers giving the Cardinals a run for their money? Uh, I mean, it, like I said, it's a, it's a toss up. So I, I could see it. I mean, Devin Williams and Hader in that, in that bullpen, that's probably the best eight, nine inning guys in the game uh, all you got to do is get it to them and i feel good as a brewers fan knowing that that's the back of my bullpen oh so, yeah i Eric, can see it who do you have winning the nl central sir so for me it was between the cardinals and brewers i think you could like say the cubs and reds could have a run and win it i don't i think we all agree pirates are just going to get last place probably They're in that just division. Pirates. um it for me it was between cardinals and brewers though and I'm going to have to agree with him. I'm going to go Cardinals, but it's like a, it, it's pretty close for me between Cardinals and Brewers. I really wouldn't be surprised at either of them winning it. I wouldn't be all that surprised at Cubs winning it either, but I still, I, I bet more on Cardinals and Brewers. Don't bet kids. Like I always say, don't gamble, but I bet more on the Cardinals and Brewers winning. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to lean Cardinals on this one. I'm going to agree with Anthony. Um, so like, like you guys were saying, the NL Central has literally gone down to the wire the last, like, two or three seasons. Mm -hmm. Like, it's been fun to watch the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Brewers, like, just go at it. I think there was a game 163 a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. It, was it two or three years ago? That sounds familiar. Yeah, because I, I, I think the Brewers, yeah. the Brewers and Cubs played game 163. I think mm -hmm. that's what it was. Um, moving on to the NL East – the best division in baseball. No, that is not a biased opinion. <laughs> um, Ant, you are a Mets fans, and you have a meme that says um, Mets are going to Met. Um, how are you feeling about the Mets this, <laughs> coming into this season? Well, as you're saying that, I'm here getting a notification that Carlos Carrasco is, uh, you know, dealing with hamstring and arm issues oh, at the same goodness. time. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Mets are still going to Met. Uh, I do not have them winning the division. I do think they're going to be good. I do think they're going to turn it around this year, but I say that every year. 
So <laughs> I'm going to play it smart. I'm going to say the Braves. I, I think that their their pitching staff is very underrated. Uh, I've got to give them the credit that they deserve. They had the Dodgers on the ropes last year. They're you think they should have won series, regardless of being up 3-1? Do you think they should have won that series? No. Okay. I think the Dodgers were the better team. Okay. Uh, even being up 3-1, I, I'd still say that the Dodgers were the better team, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. But um, as they far as going into this year, games. yeah, as far as going into this year, though, I'm, I'm going to say Braves. But a team that I think is very underrated and a sneaky dark horse this year is the Nationals. I think that they made some very underrated signings and that uh, they're going to be right there in the race with four of the teams in the NL East between them, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves. So is this pretty much the same where we just know who fifth place is going to be in the division, it feels like? Yeah, I mean, well, Marlins just... Hopefully the Phillies finish last. I mean, like, Eric, so um, the way... Well, I don't think it's comparable, but the way Eastern sports fans hate Philadelphia, I don't know know (laughs) what, how you could compare it in, like, Houston. But, like, and we talk about this all the time, like, we do not like the Phillies or the Eagles, except for Carson Wentz, who's not there anymore. So I have no reason to root for them. Wait, what's wrong with the Phillies? Why why y'all hate Philly? It's just, it's just Philadelphia, man. Like, it's just... <laughs> y'all just don't like Philly, the city even, or is it just the sports teams? I mean, I'm it's sure Philadelphia teams. is a beautiful city and Pennsylvania is a beautiful state. <laughs> but it's just like, it's a law. You know what I'm saying? But So you so you don't like the Eagles, the Phillies, the not, 76ers, the Sixers, none of them? No, not, nor the Flyers. Nope. Oh my gosh. Or the Union. Oh. So, yeah, fuck Philadelphia. Um, Eric, who do you have winning the NL Beast? Um, I'm going to – I don't want to just keep agreeing, but I he, he's saying – like I have I had it all written down in my notes, and I, I had the Braves 1 and Mets 2, and then I had – my exact order was Braves, Mets, Nationals, Phillies, Marlins. That was the order I had it written down. But you know what? I'm just going to go bold here because I don't want to agree with him on everything. I'm going to say the Mets are going to take the division. Yes, I'm going to say they bounce back strong this season. March 18, 2021 and... at 7.38 p.m. Eastern time. The Mets are going to win the division, according to Mr. Eric. We'll see how long this is. Fingers uh, crossed. Um, yeah, I got you back, Mets Anthony. Do, the Mets do have a lineup to win it. Um, yeah, they're, they're really good. Like, they have a, they have a solid team. But like Ant always says, health is wealth. So hopefully if they stay healthy, you can that's that's the thing. I mean, the Mets have the talent every year. It's just they find a way to shoot themselves in the foot with injuries. They just can't stay on the field for whatever reason. But we'll see. Hopefully they turn it around. Hopefully. I hate that's the worst part. Like if you're losing because your team just isn't good enough, okay. But losing because of injuries strictly is always the most frustrating thing because you know how good they could be. So for sure. Or Edwin Diaz. Like um, Eric, I don't know if you saw that stat two years ago. If Edwin Diaz closed like 15 out of like his 30 something blown saves, the Mets would have won the division. Like that's how bad it was. <laughs> oh, that's awful. No way. Like like 30% of his games blown, if he would have closed them, the Mets would have won the division. Maybe the Nationals don't win the World Series. I wonder who they beat. I wouldn't even want to know stats like that if I was a Mets fan. That would just annoy me even more. Yeah, man. Painful. Um, <laughs> Eric, I'm going to start with you. Who takes the wild cards in the National League? Wild cards, I am going to go with Braves. Since I did pick Mets in the division, I'm going to take them. And then I'm, I'll am i lean with the uh, Padres from the West. So I'll go Mets and Padres. Okay. Um, in my non-biased – Or no, I'll go Braves and Padres. My bad. I took Mets to win the division. I'll go Braves and Padres. Braves and Padres. Okay. So you have the Cardinals, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Braves, and the Padres. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hopefully the Brewers don't win a single game in the 2021 season. So I have the Padres and the Mets in the wild card game. Hopefully we see Blake Snell against Jacob Degrom. That would be really fire. Oh my god. And uh, like a blessing for <clears throat> baseball fans who love watching pitching. Because that's a problem. A lot of people don't like baseball because it's not entertaining. But like, yeah. who doesn't want to see Jacob Degrom pitch every fucking day? Espe- especially wild card games when it's like a one and done thing. Those are always the most fun to just watch two 
top tier pitchers go at it. And that would be, that would be an amazing one. Like remember the nationals and Brewers game from two yes. years ago. Yes, exactly. game was yeah. Um, and who do you have as your wildcard teams in the national league? All right. So I took the Braves winning the NL East. So I'm going to go with the Mets at one of the wild cards and Padres as my other wild card team. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I don't know I, if I'd see an NL Central team winning it, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like the Nationals are going to be right there, though. I was just about to say, I think that the Nationals, in all honesty, are going to be competing with the Mets for that second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because I don't think the Cardinals are at the level of the Mets, at least on paper. Or, I mean, they're kind of toe-in-toe with the Nationals. But being the fact of the NL East being so competitive mm-hmm. – one of those teams is just not going to be able to make it more than likely with the Padres, in my opinion, running away with that first wild card spot. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Padres don't at least get the wild card. Like, I, I expect the NL West to have two playoff teams. I'd be pretty surprised if they don't. Yeah. Um, moving on to the American League. Um, Ant, what can you tell us about the AL Central? The AL Central, starting in the middle? Yes, sir. All right. I'm uh... – I'm a big fan of this White Sox team. I think they're young and I think they're good. I think that uh, they, they have are the swagger. team to beat. And they have swagger. I'm big with the swagger. <laughs> Look good, play good. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the White Sox winning the NL Central. Um, do you? So you have? Do you have the Twins like? Like the Twins' offense is ridiculous. Do you think it's not gonna be enough for them to win the division this year? I'm not too high on the Twins this year, if I'm being completely honest. So the streak um, is over? Okay. I Man. think that they're a swing and miss type team, all or nothing, with the bats. And the pitching is suspect up in the air. Suspect, yep. I think it could go great for them or it could go very bad for them. So while I do think they're going to be in contention this year, I, I don't think that uh, they'll come out on top. In that division, Eric, the yeah. floor is yours. Who well, is taking the AL Central? That kind of threw me off because I thought Anthony was going to come in here talking about the Twins are going to win and everything, <laughs> and I was going to be like, "All right, well, I'm coming in with the White Sox," and then he took the White Sox anyway. So again, I'm going to have to agree with them. I think the White Sox are going to be a better team this year. Um, I don't know if they'll win by a lot. I still do think the Twins are a good team. I don't think they'll like run away with the division, but. I think they'll do enough to secure it and get the get the division win, but I don't know. I was expecting you to come in with the twins, so that kind of surprised me. <laughs> this is good. This is good though. It means that we know our stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah. What about I you, Andres? I think we're in agreement on the White Sox. To be honest, I yeah. think. Listen, maybe Tim Anderson is in the MVP conversation this year, but that will be for our last segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe Giolito is a Cy Young candidate. <laughs> But I do want to say, don't rule out the Indians. Oh, they're still though, they're whoa. still a solid team. I okay. think even though they lost Lindor, they still have a very good pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can keep your team in games, good things will happen. So I don't want to say they're definitely out of it. Alrighty, Eric, in your non-biased and objective opinion, Astros, the Astros, we're winning it. Okay, good talk. We're winning the division. Actually, I don't know. Okay, athletics are good. I still am not going to buy into the Angels. Me and you were talking about this on just – we're not going to fully buy into the Angels yet. Like, they've made improvements. They're looking like a better team. But I still don't know if I'd take them over the athletics or Astros. But I think – the one thing that sucks is Astros are dealing with some injuries. Like, we're not going to have Verlander a majority of the season, if at all. Um, our pitching just feels like everyone keeps going down. We lost George Springer, so that was a tough loss. Yeah, but in the 2017 postseason. But we do still have a. We still we're getting Jordan back because we didn't really have him at special, all, bro. So he's he's gonna be huge for us. I think this team has more holes than the last few years, but I still think they're the best team in the AL West. And even though we are losing a couple players, we're getting a couple back, like we signed Odorizzi for starting lineup because our, like I said, our pitching was kind of getting destroyed by injuries. So I'm still going to lean the Astros, but I do think it'll be closer than the last few years, even though athletics did keep it kind of close last year. So now, and 
um, the Astros finished under 500 last year. A lot of people were bitching and moaning and crying that they shouldn't have made the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. But we all know how that went. They got um, they swept the athletics. Do you think the Astros can win the division again? Well, win the division back from the athletics this year? Or is it Oakland's to lose? Um, I'd say it's still Oakland's to lose, being the fact that we don't know what the deal is with Verlander. And they lost Forrest Whitley, which looks like for the year, which I was high on him. Um, so I would say it's still Oakland's division to lose, being the fact that they won it last season. But I don't want to keep agreeing, but I, <laughs> I do think that the Astros find a way. Yes, I think that good. I'm going to go out and say that Verlander comes back at some point and they win the division. See, that's good. I pick your team, you pick mine. We got each other's backs. <laughs> that's right. The, the Astros offense is just ridiculous. You know, a lot of people love talking about that they cheated and blah, 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 blah. But like when you look at their lineup one through nine, except for maybe I think the catcher. Well, I mean, Martin Maldonado now is so solid, but like they still have Jordana who's coming back. They have Altuve. They have Correa. They have Bregman, who's one of the best third third baseman in baseball defensively. And offense. Yeah, we should have one of the best infields in general. Like our infield with uh, Yuli at first is just really solid. And like they they play like like solid like you know how like when you watch games you see how like players just want to be there and then players that play the game the right way like mm-hmm. I feel like the Astros quote unquote play the game the right way which <laughs> that is sounds weird. weird saying it about them but no I like, get what you mean you know what I mean and then they also have Michael Brantley who they signed back oh, I was nervous about that whenever so there's a notification that he signed with the Blue Jays also. Me and my friends were calling each other. We were, like, so stressed. We were, like, next season, just who cares about it? Like, that's how much we liked Brantley. But, oh, I was so relieved whenever he re-signed. That was – if we had lost Springer and Brantley, it would have been oh, tough. I would have been nervous. But thank Now, God Eric, I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to ask Ant. Are you, Ant, are you high on Kyle Tucker? I am. I, I like him. Uh, I think it's the yes. fact that he doesn't wear batting gloves. Uh, he just he just looks cool to me but no in all seriousness i'm high about him i i think he's a good player um i don't know what their plan is for him as far as where in the outfield he'll be but i do like him and i think he's a good fit for them i love players that just come up with no gloves nothing that's why uh my brother he doesn't watch a ton of and i know he's gonna listen to this because he says he listens every episode but he he (laughs) used to love evan gaddis on the astros that was like his favorite player because he didn't like on most of bats he wouldn't have gloves he wouldn't have like a knee break he wouldn't have anything he'd just go up there with the bat and just do his thing and jay and, and my brother jason he loved that that's why he was his favorite player and everything and i don't know it's just fun seeing players go up there with nothing really they just the bat and them and they just go at it. So they have Kyle Tucker, McCormick, Brantley, Bregman, Correa, Altuve, Guriel, and the pitching. It's hard to bet against this team to not win the division. So the I do too. have the Astros. The pitching, pitching is, is just going to be the scariest part. Yeah, because Granky's 37, and maybe it'll take a toll on him. But, mm-hmm. like, um, he's he has said in the past that he suffers from anxiety from pitching at other stadiums, but – there's no fans this year. It's going to be little capacity, so hopefully he can stay healthy. But to be fair, the one thing that's, like, making me less stressed about the pitching is because Urquidy and uh, Javier, they both – Christian Javier, they both looked pretty decent last year. Like, I was surprised at how – What about um, well they started off. Frember? Uh, I heard he's going to be – I think he's going to be injured a little bit, too. I think he caught an injury. I'm not sure exactly. I could be thinking of someone else, but I don't think he's expected to be, like – starting right away because I think something happened I don't remember exactly what the injury was I could look it up in a sec but I think he's going to be out for a little bit that's why I think the starting five at the beginning is supposed to be Granke, McCullers, Odorizzi and then Urquidy and Javier I think that's supposed to be five which isn't terrible but it's not as good as it was the last few years and it's it's pretty like it's not the best it's been so injuries just suck um, and you know, we don't, we don't like being, um, biased here. So with the AL yeah. beast, um, who do you have winning that division? Uh, it pains me to say it, but it's the Yankees. Oh God. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think that the Rays or Blue Jays or the Red Sox and definitely not the Orioles are <laughs> at the, 
at the level of the Yankees. Um, the Yankees definitely have question marks. I don't think that they're a lock to, you know, say that they're a World Series team. But I, when I say that, I mean pitching-wise. But um, I definitely think that they are the favorites to win that division. Do, do you think we're going to get the Yankees-Dodgers World Series finally this year or no? No, I feel like we say it every year. <laughs> I feel like last year people were saying it too, yeah. Um, I, I don't want to say it, but I I think that out of all the past few years of saying it, this year is maybe the most possible. Interesting. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Eric, who do you have winning the AL Beast? It also pains me to say, but I do have the Yankees. I feel like that's gonna. That's kind of what we're all gonna say. None of us like the Yankees for different reasons. Mets fan, Red Sox fan, Astros fan. None of us like the Yankees, but I do think they're the best team in that division. And I, I I'm high on the Rays. Like you can't disrespect the Rays because they were great last year and everything. But I, I'd be pretty surprised to be honest if the Yankees didn't win in the division. Yeah, I do feel like the. The Rays are still solid. Don't get me wrong, but the Yankees just – they find a way to grow players on trees, and it's just ridiculous. And they have DJ coming back. They have one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, it's going to be hard to bet against that team. Hopefully, Aaron Boone has a speedy recovery, and he'll get back in that dugout because we all love watching baseball and mm-hmm. um, managing a managing a team like the Yankees. You know, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and something you get to tell your kids. So, yeah. hopefully, we get to see Aaron Boone back soon. Even if he is a bad manager, which he is, but that's a conversation for <laughs> another day. Um, and who do you have for the wild cards? I got both teams coming from the AL East. Oh, I'm go with, oh wow. Interesting. I'm going to go with the Rays and I'm going to take the, the Blue Jays. Oh, the, oh yeah, the Orioles. Okay. No, I, I got the Blue Jays uh, right over the A's. Um, I think that one could go either way. I'm sure there's probably a team I'm missing. The Athletics. I, yeah, the, the A's um, definitely have a chance, but I'm going to go with the Rays and Blue Jays. Now, we talk about this all the time, about one through nine. If you look at the Blue Jays lineup, one through nine, do you think it can compete with any team in the American League in general? With the yeah, acquisition of George Springer? I definitely think they can compete. I like the fact that they're young. Um, they got... They got some hype around them, so I, I think that their their bats are gonna continue on the pace that they've been trending up. So, I got them in the wild card spot. Eric, what do you think, sir? Uh, I'm gonna go with Rays. I do think they'll make it, and I was kind of stuck between the Twins or Athletics. Whew, I'm still stuck between, it, to be honest. I think I'm just gonna give the edge to the Athletics. I think I think I'm gonna lean A's. I mean, like Anthony was saying, he, he was talking about how he's not as high on the Twins this year. I do think they're going to be good, and I still think they're a good team. But I think, I think I'm going to lean with the A's over them. I'll t- I think it's going to be the A's and the Rays. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've wrote them three down, uh, Tampa, Oakland, and Toronto. And I do have Tampa, but between Oakland and Toronto, I feel like I prefer the Blue Jays in a sense that, like, like George Spring, like they're a likable team in terms of like who wouldn't want to go to Toronto, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like young players. They have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's like solid to watch. They have um, Kevin Biggio. They have Springer now. So, like, and the uniforms are pretty cool. So, you know, I'm going to go with the Bull blue. Bichette. <laughs> the uniform. Don't, don't forget Bichette. Oh, of course, Mr. Bo Bichette. And um, I, and, <laughs> and they have the best shortstop in baseball, Marcus Simeon. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, that was a great combo. Um, so for the last segment of our show, we have award predictions. Now, here's how it's gonna go. Um, Ant, since you are our invited guest, I'm gonna ask you two questions. Number one, can the previous winner repeat? And number two, who do you have winning? Are you ready? Sure. So the AL Cy Young last year was won by Shane Bieber. Can you see him repeating, or do you have someone else? I definitely can see him repeating. But? Um, but 
There's always a but. There's always but a but. But I'm gonna go in a I'm gonna go in a different direction. Uh, again, pains me to say it, but I'm gonna go with Garrett Cole. And I know it's I know it's the boring pick because you know when you think about it, the first name that comes to mind for the AL is probably Garrett Cole. But I do think that in a 162 game season, he's a dark horse. He he just logs innings, and I. I think that uh, he wins it this year. Um, Eric, with that being said, do you have the ex-Astro winning or do you have Shane Beaver repeating or do you have Lucas Giolito or do you have that Granky? Who's on your mind? I actually have Shane Beaver repeating. I do think he'll win it back-to-back. I think he was insane last year. Like, he, he looked he unstoppable at times. Yeah, I think his ERA was like 1.6 or something like that. Like, it was it was crazy how good he was. I do think Garrett Cole gets second place, and okay. you mentioned Giolito. I I wouldn't be surprised if he got third. He'd probably be who I put at third, but I'm I'm gonna lean towards Bieber repeating. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that at all. So, like Ant said, based on durability, endurance, experience, um, hopefully injury free, I do have um, Garrett Cole winning the AL Cy Young. As much as it pains me to say, but like. You can't. I mean, Eric, you saw him in Houston, and he was just must-watch TV. Every yeah, he, he was he, on the mound. it was it was amazing. Also, because it was him and Justin Verlander like battling it out for Cy Young, so that kind of made it even more fun. It was like who's gonna one up the other. What do you think should have won that year? I think. Uh, I I think I I'm not gonna change my opinion based on anything. At the time, I did think Garrett Cole should have won. Okay. So I guess I'll stick with him. But I thought both had a deserving case, and I wasn't going to be mad at either winning. But I remember at the time thinking that Garrett Cole deserved it a little bit more. Okay. And do, would you agree with that statement? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that that year was – you can go either way. You could flip a coin, and whoever landed on mm-hmm. wasn't a bad decision. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. Um, round two, MVP. Last year, we got Jose Abreu. Ant, who do we have for this year? It will not be Jose Abreu. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Judge. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. It's like I'm picking Yankees for everything. It it hurts, but I, I do think it's Aaron Judge. And I, I want to say that every year that we could do this, like basketball, you could pick LeBron James. I could be boring and pick Mike Trout, but I wanted to be a little different. So I'm going to go with Aaron Judge. Okay. Eric, thoughts? You know, there was one person that you mentioned earlier that I was kind of thinking like, oh, he could have a solid case. And I he wasn't who I had written down. Who I had written down was Mike Trout. But Anthony's right. I don't want to go with the boring pick. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Tim Anderson because I did write him down for second okay. for me, actually. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Tim Anderson. I'm going to go a little bold on it and see All right. if he can win it. All right. Uh so unfortunately, I, like I do have Aaron Judge. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, man. <laughs> so it's so like me and Ann talk about this all the time. Um, we have arguments, healthy ones, obviously not not bad ones. <laughs> Last year we were talking about how Aaron Judge went healthy. He's a top three player in the MLB, and you know we agreed to disagree on that pick. But if Aaron Judge could stay healthy, then I do have a winning MVP. If not, I do see. Anthony Rendon in the conversation for MVP this year. That's the crazy part is you could argue Trout is just going to win it, but his teammate could also win it right beside him. Like He's pretty he also has a teammate yeah. that has a really deserving chance to add it too. I like that choice. That Rendon is a dark horse. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I like that choice at Rendon. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking that in the back of my head. I definitely think that there's not as many, I guess, sexy choices American League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so, the National okay. League. So it's funny you say that. So I was looking at the win above replacement. Number one was Shane Bieber. Two through seven were all NL pitchers. So you're not wrong on that statement of sexy pitchers. Um, obviously, rookie of the year can be repeated. I'm going to go first on this one. I do have the sensational Randy Arozarena winning rookie of the year. And the floor is yours. Once again, it pains me to say it. Oh, this time, not a Yankee, not a Yankee oh, this time. Okay. <laughs> but 
Jericho. Jericho in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Talk to me about Mr. Kalinick, sir. <laughs> I think that he's a up and coming superstar. Um, I'm really upset that Mets got rid of him, but it's in the past. Nothing we could do. But um, I think he's going to be great for many years to come. So I got the Mariners uh, taking back-to-back years for Rookie of the Year. Eric? Uh, I I also had a brand deal with Rosemarino written down. He was, especially towards the end of last season, he was just insane. And he looked like a veteran already. He was just insane. Was the postseason run a fluke? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, I man. No. No. Nah. I think he's naturally that strong. I want to just say with about the Rays, though, I, I definitely don't think it's a fluke. And I know they lost Blake Snell, but I don't think it's as big of a loss as people may think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oh, okay. he, I'm not taking anything away from Blake Snell. He's a great pitcher, one of the best in the games, but he was a guy that would go out there once every five days and give you five innings. Nothing against him, but that's just the type of pitcher he was. So I don't think five innings every fifth day is really going to kill them in the long run. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they're like the they're like the Cardinals of the American League. They they find a way. They find a way. Uh, it was between them and the Indians, honestly. I feel like the Indians are always in the yeah. playoffs. They just can't get over the hump. Would you say that's a fair comparison? Definitely. So for MVP and a rival did win it last year and Freddie Freeman and shout out to Freddie because he had COVID-19 last year. He felt like he was dying. He said that he couldn't breathe good at one point and he came out and this, with the support of his wife and his beautiful children, um, he ended up winning the MVP. So um, even though it was a 60 game season, whatever you want to call it, um, like Freddie Freeman had to bounce back from that. And it's not easy because the people that, have COVID or tested positive for COVID, it's different. It depends on their immune system. It depends on like how they act, how they got it, where they got it from. So some people may have light symptoms. Some people may have not light symptoms, but like for Freddie to say that he felt like he was dying and to come out and struggle because I don't know if you guys remembered, but the first like 20 or so games, Freddie Freeman was struggling. Like he couldn't hit a baseball or anything. Um, he had a nice segment on sports center for like the end of 2020. With that being said, and do you have Freddie Freeman repeating or I know who's on your mind and I think it's going to pain you to say it, but take the floor. I uh, do not have Freddie Freeman winning it again. I do think he'll be in the run for it okay. along with many players in the national league. Okay. I think there's a long list of guys that you can pick, uh, but I'm actually, I was leaning towards one other guy in the NL East, but I'm going to switch it up. It's on the top of my head right now, and I'm going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. Just, Eric, thoughts? I, I was thinking about Tatis. I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to ride with the hype and take Tatis. I mean, he proved how good he was and everything. But I'm actually going to go with Freeman's teammate, and I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna Jr. just because okay. I, I love watching him play. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I think he's another one of those players that's super exciting. And he he he's one of those players that when he's on, I really enjoy to watch. And I think he's insanely good. I think last year was a little rougher for him. But I think he'll bounce back strong this season. So I'm going to take him with MVP. So um, I I thought that Ant was going to say Juan Soto. I did too. It's, it's, between, it's between those two for me, him and so, Tatis. I don't like being biased, but I'm going to be biased here. I'm sorry. Marcus Lynn Betts is going to win the MVP for the National League. He's going to become the second player in history to win AL MVP and NL MVP. I don't want to be boring and choose Tatis or choose Soto. So I'm going with my guy, Mookie Betts. Not a bad pick. I mean, he's I, I like it. NL Rookie of the Year. Um, Eric, who do you have for this category? Man, I, I'm going to be honest, this is the one category I did not do any research for. So this is the one I can't really speak on. I did, I realized right before we started recording, I had done about 30 minutes of research looking up NL rookies and everything. And I realized right when we started, I have no clue who to go with with AL. So I might have to pass on this one, to be honest. 
Okay. I, I just I, I have no knowledge on who to go with for the AL MVP. As much as I hate the Phillies, God bless them for trading Sixto Sanchez for JT Romuto. Worked out for both teams. JT signed an extension with the Phillies. And Sixto is one of the best young pitchers in the MLB. So with that being said, I do have Sixto winning the award. But I do think um, Dylan Carlson could give him a run for his money. With that, with that background information being said, Ant, who do you have winning Rookie of the Year? So the guy I have winning it is neither of those two. Okay. Uh, I, I do like those picks. Um, it's, it's tough because I don't think there's many name guys out there. I agree. Like not many names that come to mind. That's what it was but, tough for me. I realized that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I am not prepared. Yeah. The one person I saw that I was like thinking maybe it was Hayes. Brian Hayes, but on the Pirates, I believe. But it's I guess he could be my pick because he's the yeah. main one I could think of. But I don't know. It's tough. I'm I'm gonna go with Ian Anderson from the Braves. Okay, and Braves are so good. They are. I like him. I like him because of his playoff run last year. Um, he had I think it was 18 or 19 innings, and he had a sub one ERA. I mean, in the playoffs on the biggest stage. That's that's amazing. So I think he's going to be good for a long time. And I think uh, I think he wins it this year. OK, not a bad pick. Um, so for NL Cy Young, um, Trevor Bauer won it. And we all know that he doesn't like to bite his tongue. <laughs> and the last player to win three Cy Youngs in four years was none other than Clayton Kershaw. So with that being said. Do you have Mr. Jacob DeGrom, or are you going to roll the dice? I'm not rolling the dice against Jacob DeGrom. Uh, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I'm taking Jacob DeGrom this year. He's throwing 102 right now in spring training games. Scary. Jeez, man. Very scary. So I'm going to take DeGrom. Eric? No, I 100% agree. I, I Just like what you're saying, you don't bet against Brady. You don't bet against LeBron. I'm not going to bet against Jacob DeGrom. I think he is the best pitcher in the MLB. I think he's insane. He's one of those guys that you feel like you're going to just get a, a, like a 2-0 game. You're going to get a low-scoring game whenever he's pitching. And I don't know. I, I He's one of the most fun pitchers to watch for me, and I do think he's the best in the league, so I'm going to go with him. Um, Eric, a few episodes ago, we were talking about like goats and sports and like as much as I hate the Mets, I would have loved to see DeGrom win the three-peat just because mm-hmm. like like we're, t- we're all 21, but we've witnessed a lot of history sports-wise, you know? So yeah. like we didn't witness Randy Johnson win the Cy Youngs or Barry Bonds go back to back to back to back to back to back with the MVPs. But seeing DeGrom three-peat the Cy Young, I feel like it would have been, like, something crazy, no? It would have been, like, a historic thing. Like, it, that would have been something that we could remember as one of those, like, all-time great things. But, I don't know. It sucks. I, and I'm not going to say it was, like, he was robbed of it or anything. But I, I, it would have been cool seeing that. And I do think he will win it this year and get three out of four years. It just sucks that we weren't able to get that three straight. Yeah, I had DeGrom winning it, too. Some names to be considered, though, that I do have is Mr. Walker Bueller, who's one of my favorite mm-hmm. pitchers to watch, and Luis Castillo. I don't know if yeah, you agree. I, I could see that. Yeah. And well, Blake, Blake Snell is kind of in the conversation now. So I wanted to end the episode with this, but I just thought of another subtopic just to end it. Um, Ant, you are a huge fan of Clayton Kershaw. Um, with the Mickey Mouse ring that the Dodgers won last year, <laughs> is it fair to say he's the best pitcher of our generation, yes or no? Of our generation, yes. I thought you were about to say all time. All time, no. But <laughs> our generation, I do think so, oh, yeah. So do you think he has a better career than Verlander? Listen, uh... they, both have, they both have an MVP. It's hard to win an MVP as a pitcher, but they do both have one. I do, yeah. I mean, if I feel like if you look at stats, any type of pitching stat from the time that Kershaw has entered the league, it's like he's top three in every single one. I mean, he's insane. I mean, the job of a pitcher is to get outs, not give up runs, and it's like every single year he's top five in ERA. So um, even with his maybe strikeout rate declining, He's still finding a way to get it done. 
and he finally uh, got his ring. So, yeah, I do think he's the best pitcher of our generation. Eric, would you agree with that statement, or would you say Justin Verlander is better non-biased, by the way? Oh, that's tough. Um, you know, I think I might – I could obviously see an argument for either of them. They both are all-time great pitchers. They both have a case. But I think I might just lean Verlander just strict for the case that I think he's been better in the playoffs – for the most of his career. Not in the and, World Series, though. Yeah, okay. See, that's the thing. It's Listen, tough. I'm, like, just, I'm the stats guy, bro. It, it's just... tough for it's tough to judge pitchers like that kind of because one game, if you do look at stats, which I don't exactly know what their stats are in the playoffs or anything like that, but if you do look at stats, like they could have eight straight great games and then one bad game will just tank their stats. That's the tough part about being a pitcher. So – I don't know exactly what the stats are. I don't know. But I just remember every time I would watch if like, or not every time, a lot of times I remember more moments where Clayton Kershaw had like, he would allow crazy home runs. He would allow horrible timing home runs. He would allow bad plays at the very wrong time compared to Justin Verlander. I remember more bad moments from Kershaw in the playoffs than Verlander. So that's the only reason I'd lean Verlander, but I wouldn't be mad at someone picking either of them. Yeah, um, I have to agree on both statements because, like, like Verlander with the Tigers, unfortunately, he couldn't win a ring. And then in 2017, the Astros were flying, and then they needed one more piece to, like, assure that they would win the World Series. And then they went out and they got Verlander. And, well, he, he turned out great for the Astros. I mean, like, reaching one World Series is hard. To reach two in three years, they cheated, whatever you want to call it. We're still crying about it three, four years later, yada, yada, yada. To make two World Series in a three-year span is just, like, pretty crazy. I mean, the Dodgers did three times in four years, I think. Yeah, because the Nationals um, beat them in the NLDS. So, mm-hmm. regardless on what take you have on Verlander, whether his ring is tainted or not, I feel like it's not fair to him, to the the work ethic that he's put in. Same thing with Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw may be a little washed, but you're not bidding against him. And Verlander may be yeah. 40 years old, but... I don't think you're betting against him either. No, for sure. And I think, I don't know. It's tough because when did Kershaw even enter the league? Like, when was his rookie season? Oh, wait. Because wasn't Verlander's 05? Yeah. Yeah, because – So, I mean, he does have a couple more years under him. So, maybe in a couple years, my mind will change once Kershaw has the same amount of time under his belt. But I think as of right now, I just lean towards Verlander. Would you – and lastly, before we go – would you agree that Max Scherzer is third on that list? <laughs> I had to throw you another curveball. <laughs> oh, um, it's tough because all three of those guys are more than likely Hall of Famers, uh, more than likely probably first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, it's hard for me to rank them. I mean, you can go any which way out of the three. But I think that I would probably take Kershaw and Verlander still over Scherzer. Okay. Eric, would you agree? Yeah, I, I'd take them both over him. I would – Scherzer – listen, Scherzer has won a Cy Young in both leagues. I think he has to be the third best pitcher. I, I would say third best, yeah. I, I would agree he's probably third best because, I mean, I don't know who – Jeez, I'm trying to think of who I would have fourth that would like compare to having Scherzer there. And and I don't know. I think I there are a couple names you could throw out there, but I think I'd probably have probably Scherzer his, third. Probably his teammate. That well, I was thinking like Roy Holiday was pretty good. I was thinking Pedro Martinez. I don't know if he counts well, as our generation. I, I, eh, I don't think so. That's what I was thinking of. Like Pedro, Pedro's in the conversation with like Clemens. it's in like the two thousands kind yeah. of, but I don't know if that cancels our generation. So that's why I was like, he was the main one that was stuck in my head. Like he could be argued up there, but I don't know if that counts as our generation. So I was, uh, I, I would say Scherzer's third yeah, with yeah, Roy Holiday and Kershaw. Roy Holiday, rest in power. Um, Cliff Lee was solid on his best day, mm-hmm. but like we get to witness these three pitchers, and I, 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 I would. You know what? I'm gonna throw him in the conversation. Strasburg, because of what he did in 2019, that playoff run was just ridiculous. So, and people are gonna say it's only one championship, but like Strasburg was just lights out, must see TV. 100. 
Um, we have reached the conclusion of episode 10. I think it's our longest episode yet, but... Um, it's definitely the one where we've talked about the base about baseball the most. Listen, man, it was a great conversation. We've thrown oh, yeah. baseball under the bus, but too much finally, people sleep on it. Yep. Um, Ant, thanks for coming on. Is there any last word you want to say? A bold prediction for the MLB season right now. Oh man, put me on the spot again. <laughs> uh, bold prediction. Bold prediction. The Braves make it to the World Series over the Dodgers. Oh, okay. I like it. Okay. Eric, any last words before we conclude our double-digit episode? Um, you know, I'm just going to say that I hope Rockets get Cade Cunningham. That's the main thing that's been on my mind in sports. I just hope we get Cade. I hope we at least keep our pick. That's the main thing. Just at least have this 18-game losing streak be worth something, or else it's all for nothing, and I'll want to cry. So... Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the conclusion of episode 10. Please remember to share, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, do not be a jackass to people and continue to wear a mask and be safe. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.